0: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No,
1: we are not. But we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
0: Mm -mm -mm. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability.
1: And please do remember, we're not experts. Just podcast hosts, and we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost
0: from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you would like to reach us, our voicemail and text message number is 781-591-0390. And our email is Forever Thirty Five Podcast at gmail.com.
1: And just a reminder that you can visit our website, Forever Thirty Five Podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show can follow us on Twitter at Forever 35 pod and on Instagram at Forever 35 podcast. And you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. And if you do not want to participate on Facebook, you can head on over to the Forever 35 subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash
0: forever 35. What if Mark Zuckerberg joined that subreddit? That would be weird. (laughs) He was like, I don't want to participate. First of all, wouldn't it be weird if he listened to our show? That would also be weird. <laughs> uh, what, anyway. else, what else would be weird, Kate? <laughs> I can think of a lot of weird things. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg washing his face. I don't know. Just like who what is his life besides creating the hellscape that is Facebook that I can't get off? Oh God. Mm, 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 mm. Uh Dory, you know, today we're we're in December. We're in deep in December. We and are. I'm, it's December. We're going to be talking a lot on this episode about holiday stuff because we received a lot of feedback about our conversation about Christmas privilege. We sure did. Which is really great. It struck a nerve, if you will. It did. And, you know, that was not even a thing we were planning on discussing. It just organically no. came up. Um, but one thing I have been thinking about kind of in relation to the holiday season as a holiday celebrator is how... How do I want to like mitigate the stress and labor of the hol- of holidays while yeah. in the pandemic? And I'm going to take a a note from your life and I don't want to make meals for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day.
1: Yes, Kate.
0: I don't care what we eat, I don't care what we do, but I don't want to cook.
1: Yes. Yes. I have to say, you know, we didn't we haven't, we didn't talk about the aftermath of my Thanksgiving. We talked about before Thanksgiving, how I was going to do a catered Thanksgiving, and I was hopeful that it was going to, you know, be a success. But now I can definitively say that I never want to
0: go back. You want to always order takeout on Thanksgiving?
1: Well, not like, it's not like takeout. I didn't like, you know, just fire up Postmates and get some takeout but i well excuse um, me sorry (laughs) no i mean i didn't i didn't just like we didn't just decide the night of thanksgiving like oh what random takeout should we get you had like Um, a premeditated
0: thanksgiving we had a
1: yes with a with a local caterer a local like independent caterer who was doing special thanksgiving meals um It was amazing. Like, the food was really good. It was... We got it delivered. We didn't have to shop for the Thanksgiving meal. We didn't have to spend three days prepping and cooking the Thanksgiving meal. There was very little cleanup from the Thanksgiving meal because we just had, like, plates and, you know, silverware to clean up. Mm -hmm. It, It was, like... It was revelatory. And I will also say that I posted a picture of the containers that it all came in on my Instagram story. And I was just basically like, catered Thanksgiving was a revelation. I never want to cook Thanksgiving again. And I got a lot of DMs from people who are like, we did this for the first time this year, too. And we also feel this way. So I think the pandemic is causing a lot of people to kind of like, like, reevaluate, like, their holiday labor practices. (laughs) But also, like, a lot of people had Thanksgiving with a much smaller group than they normally Mm -hmm. do. And it seemed, it maybe seemed like a lot of, like, too much work to maybe cook a whole turkey for, like, two three four people I know that was part of our calculus like Matt is really the only one who eats turkey I'm a vegetarian and Henry is like meh Um, so that was that was what kind of sparked the whole idea of doing a catered Thanksgiving but yes all this to say I am on board with you doing whatever you want if you just want to order takeout that night go for it
0: thank you (laughs)
1: <laughs> Sorry, I ranted for much longer than I was you, expecting to. You
0: didn't, and I think releasing myself from this obligatory bullshit that I've like always pressured myself to do around the holidays is going to be very helpful um and I appreciate kind of reframing what the holidays need to be. That being said, I'm still putting a lot of heat on myself to do an actual like card in the mail. Mm -hmm, which I also mm -hmm. know many, many people have released themselves from that obligation.
1: You know, I released myself from that obligation last year and I was actually kind of sad about it.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting this year, especially like I'm craving such human connection that I'm really looking forward to getting holiday cards in the mail. Totally. Totally. I do think that I'm kind of pumped to send one and be like,
1: we're still, we're here. Here we are. Yeah. And like, also we're, we're in a period where the postal service has been under attack. So anything I think we can do to support the postal service, if, even if that just means buying like a hundred stamps, I think is, is helpful.
0: Okay. All right. Well then I'm feel good about that choice. So I'm going to work on that today. I also, I also said to my husband, I was like, Hey, Hey dude. He was like, what can I do to help? And I was like, here's a fucking long list. And I appreciate that he asked and we're always trying to like make our share of the home labor more equitable. So I gave him a long list of stuff he can do. What
1: was his response?
0: It was like, got it. Great. Great. That's amazing. He's He's a he's a solid dude. He really is. He's a good guy. I'm glad to hear that. Um, but, you know, it's still, there's still so much that, you know, we we have different, the ba- it's a constant balancing act. He's also at work for 14 hours a day right now, you know, and, and sometimes right. that's until five in the morning. So it's all a dance. Anyway, I want to hear about a product recommendation from you <laughs> because you're coming in hot.
1: I am coming in real hot with a prod rec for all of my fellow eczema sufferers and it is Eucerin Eczema Relief Cream. Now, Eucerin has been around forever. I mean, I used Eucerin as a kid when I had eczema, but this is like a, I think a relatively newer formulation of Eucerin for specifically for eczema. It has some like calming oatmeal in it or something and i have to say this shit works like i had i hadn't had eczema in a really long time and then i suddenly developed this like stubborn patch on the back of my neck mostly on the right side of my neck is it it itchy or not uncomfortable it, it was very itchy and uncomfortable and felt very dry but i would moisturize and like it wouldn't work. And then I also put cortisone ointment on it Mm. to like relieve the itching. And that didn't really help either. It just kind of made my neck sticky.
0: Ooh, sticky neck is not what we want. Yeah,
1: no. So I actually have a dermatologist appointment in a couple of weeks, my like yearly mole check. And I was just going to bring it up then and see if there was anything that they could do. And then I was like, maybe there's some kind of lotion I can get. And I found this at Target. And I got it. And within like a day, it had cleared up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really impressed. And it's, it's not that expensive. Like, I mean, it's, it's like a little bit more than your average drugstore lotion. I think it's about $14 for like a eight ounce tube, but it's not, it's not like a very expensive product at all and you can get it at target or walgreens or wherever
0: dory when do you think usern was invented what year oh my I w- gosh i wikipedia i'm just gonna randomly say 1948 dory you are off by 48 years Usurin is 120 years old. Isn't that bonkers? What The brand of wow. userin. Wow. It wasn't patented until 1902, but it was created by Dr. Isaac Leif, Schultzel, Schultzel, Leif Schultz in 1900, a German person. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Leif Schultz. Just a little bit of history on the creation of userin, because Wikipedia has everything. Give them a donation. Well, oh, and good. you know that the company that makes UsERN also makes Aquaphor. I just am learning that right now as I sit here and, and give it a goog. Yeah. So,
1: and, oh, Kate, I've been meaning to tell you something. Okay. I bought a big tub of Aquaphor.
2: Oh,
3: my God.
0: And it's next to my bed now. Do you put it on your face yet at night? I put it on my feet. Ooh. Oh, per the recommendation of our listener?
1: I think a listener did recommend this and I have to say it really, it really helps. Like I put it on my feet and then I put socks on to like seal it in. You do the seal, the seal. And I've also been putting it on my hands and I, I've been contemplating getting those gloves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I decided I want really soft hands.
0: Oh my God. You're going to get the bedtime gloves. I think I might get the bedtime gloves. Now, Do you need special bedtime gloves or could you just go to the dollar store and get a pair of like, you know, those like gloves? Well, I think they have to be
1: like, you don't want to get like
0: wool gloves. But but what if you're putting socks on your feet?
1: But there's something about like. I don't want the
0: little fibers to stick on my hands. I'm just saying, is our bedtime gloves just a marketing scam and you could just wear regular? Either way, the thought of you wearing gloves to bed really gives me a chuckle.
1: I think they have to be like, like nylon. Like, I think they have to be like, or cotton. Yes, I, I see this now.
0: Uh, there's a cotton glove that people wear to bed.
1: Yeah. But I don't think you want to get like a mitten, like a wool
0: mitten. Sorry. I don't think
1: that would work.
0: Did you ever have those mittens when you were a kid where when you blew out, like you go outside and they would change like They would change whatever. color? Yes. I forget what those were called. What if you wore those? I don't think I
1: had those, but
0: I definitely wanted them. Well, I'm looking at these cotton gloves and they look like the kind of gloves a mime would wear. So Yes. Yeah. And I love mimes. Oh, you do? No, I don't know. Oh. I think mimes are very like they're just like
1: a fascinating thing in our world.
0: I'm learning a lot about you right now that <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready to know. Also, like I'm looking at
1: these gloves. There's there's a there's a company called Eczema Honey Company, and mm-hmm. you can get twenty-four pairs of gloves for $25. Wow. But maybe those are disposable. I don't want disposable gloves. But Ulta seems to have a $10 pair of That's moisturizing what, hand gloves. I'm
0: looking at So Earth Therapeutics moisturizing. Yes. Okay, listen, hand glove users out there holler at us. I feel like there's probably more out there than you think. I'm not I don't want to discriminate against hand nighttime hand glove people. I I think, I mean, watch, this is typical me. I'm skeptical at first and then in like two months I'll be doing it as well. (laughs) I support this. I think hmm. you deserve soft hands. Get on there. Thank you so
1: much. Like, I feel like my, the skin on my hands is like the top of my hands is pretty soft, but I, I always have, my cuticles are always dry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this will be my next uh, pandemic goal. (laughs) soft hands soft
0: hands yoga toes on the feet you're really uh the nighttime look is really completed with the gloves really sexy that's i think that's what that's the word you were looking for right the word i am hot for this look yeah yeah i knew it i knew it you lay in bed in gloves and yoga toes. oh and an eye mask it sounds great I know. Uterine really, applied. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Aqua mm. All right. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got some skincare wrecks. We've got some Christmas talk. We've got it all. Uh, we do. All right. BRB.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact
0: Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com/f35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com/f35. That's masterclass.com/f35.
1: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling
0: into summer.
1: Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love.
0: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say,
1: All right, Kate, we're back.
0: Here we are. Yes, here we are. Okay, we got a great, very quick email to kick things off with. Hi, I love your show. It calms me and is a break from pandemic and political news. Thank you. I'm 56. My new concern is the vertical deep crease between my eyebrows. I swear it just showed up out of nowhere. What's your best recommendation for that? Thanks for the awesome show. Hmm. I mean, real talk. Everyone I know who has had a vertical deep crease and has then gotten Botox in that vertical deep crease, that's what I've seen work on people.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think if this if this is your concern, if this is what you want to eradicate, I think Botox is is what you are gonna do. I don't think any cream will really
0: No. I don't think a do retinol anything. is gonna do anything. This is a this is a strictly shoot some units of Botox into that crease and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I would say if that's what you're going to do, go to someone, go to, talk to your dermatologist, make sure it's a, a trustworthy person, especially if this is not something you've done before and, and, you know, start light. But I mean, also, it's the kind of thing where if you eliminate that vertical crease, then you are, then you're eliminating some bit of expression from your face. and That's something to think about before you do it. Yeah, that's a good point. But I would, that's, that's, I think, I think that's kind of it. I mean, if someone has some sort of like trick, have you ever tried frownies? No. I feel like there was a moment where my husband purchased those for himself. Really? Yeah. Sweet little man. Like, so frownies are, I think like, okay, they're called a wrinkle patch according to their website. And it's like, honestly, it's almost like scotch tape you put on your forehead. But, I don't know if they really work.
1: I feel like there's something that could maybe prevent further like
0: your wrinkles from getting deeper, but they're not going to eliminate the wrinkles you already have. yes, although their before and afters on their website. certainly insinuate that that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you could try them if you aren't don't want to um you know don't want to try Botox. try frownies totally. Talk to your derm and maybe someone'll maybe someone will chime in with a suggestion. Anyway, thanks All for right. listening,
1: you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Let's hear a voicemail.
3: Hi, Ted Dor. Here's Laise. I'm, I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, and after today's episode, I feel so compelled to share with a broader audience about the best hand cream, and food cream that you guys are ever going to try. So this brand is very famous in Brazil. And every time I go back to Brazil, I bring uh, them to give as a gift. And every everyone that I have gifts have, like, loved it. Uh, and now they're selling in Brazil. It's a very sustainable brand. It's called Natura. I don't know how you pronounce it in English, but it's N-A-T-U-R-A. Brazil, if you Google that, you're going to see their website, and you need to buy the hand cream and the food cream for castanha, which means, you know, Brazilian nut. Uh, it's one of the best sellers. It's amazing. I am not affiliated with the brand, but if you don't like it, mail it back to me. I don't know. I will reimburse you, but I swear it's the best hand and food cream that you'll ever try. Um, so I would love to hear your feedback. Um, that's it. I love the pod. I love you guys.
1: Hey safe. I'm so nervous. Well, you
0: heard her. If you don't like it, you can mail it back to her. Okay. I, first of all, I have to say the announcement at the end that they were nervous was one of the sweetest things I've ever heard. It was so cute. And I love you so much for saying that, but this is a great suggestion. I've never heard of this brand. I immediately went on the website I will definitely try this hand cream. I will not ask you for a refund. Listener. Yeah. Well, I don't know that she wants a refund. She just wants people to send it to her. Oh, okay. Okay. I would do that. And also shout out to the Raleigh Durham area where my husband is from. Totally. I come to North Carolina when there's not a pandemic. So maybe we'll meet up and we'll talk about this cream. Sounds like a plan. Had you ever heard of a Natura? Natura? No. Yeah, me neither. I'm excited to I try I love this rec. Great rec. Thank you. We'll try and we'll report back. And if it's the best hand cream, I mean, you win. Totally. All right. Here's another really fun voicemail with a self-care suggestion that I don't know if we've ever had on this podcast before.
2: Hi, Catendor. I... Can't love the pod. I did something really fun yesterday and wanted to share it with you in case it would help any of your listeners or yourselves. So we had a pumpkin from Halloween that was starting to rot. And I put it outside by my compost pile. And my husband suggested that I break it open to make it easier for um, the deer and other critters that live near us. To eat. And I hadn't really ever done that before, but I thought, hey, why not? Let's give it a try. So yesterday I took the pumpkin um, and actually a couple other pieces of fruit and vegetables that were uh, starting to go bad. And I just smashed it really hard into the ground and it felt great. It felt so cathartic to just smash something, uh, and not really cause damage to anything or anyone. It was so much fun. Um, I just ended up breaking the pumpkin into smaller and smaller pieces because it was so much fun. I have a toddler who was with me at a, you know, safe enough distance and he was just laughing hysterically, um, to see the pumpkin getting smashed. Anyway, it was so fun and therapeutic. Honestly, maybe one of the best things I've done during this whole pandemic hellscape that we're all living in. So I really recommend this activity. If anyone has a rotting pumpkin from Halloween, um, or Thanksgiving or any rotten fruit or vegetables, um, just try it. Even if you don't have space, you know, maybe you're in a city, you can take it to a park or do that in your bathtub or something and then just clean it up after. Anyway, thanks. Hope everyone is doing okay. Bye.
0: Okay. I love this so much. I, have you ever used like a smash ball at a gym? Mm-hmm. I, so this is kind of what it reminds me of. I love throwing totally. like, a like, 10 or 15 pound ball on the ground and doing it over and over again. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes. So, yes. I love... I've never smashed a pumpkin. But I've listened no, me to neither. smashing pumpkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, um, yeah, this does sound cathartic. I will say the thought... I mean, parks are closed in Los Angeles right now due to our stay-at-home orders. But were they open and I found a pumpkin? Can you imagine if you just like went to the park in front of people and just started smashing a pumpkin? <laughs> I feel like at this point people wouldn't yeah. even like bat an eye. Honestly, they'd probably come join you because what the hell, you know?
1: I know exactly. Anyway, exactly. I love a, I love
0: some smash therapy, listener. Thank you for this wreck. Yes, agreed. All right, Dory, we're going to answer one holiday question and then transition after the ad break to more ho- to a different kind of holiday conversation. But I thought this this raised a good question. Um, This listener writes, listening to your gifting episode, and I'm wondering if you can do a roundup of holiday activities at home. I'm one of the many listeners alone for Thanksgiving and likely canceling my trip to visit my mom in Bend, Oregon for Christmas. I'm in Chicago and haven't seen her for a year. One thing I'm looking forward to is a virtual rendition of an annual Andrew Bird Christmas concert he puts on in a chapel downtown, this time held online via a small venue in Logan Square. Would love to hear ideas of what other Forever Thirty Five listeners are doing, and maybe even making a bingo out of it. Oh, I don't have anything lined up to do like this. We tried a couple things around Halloween, like these kind of drive-through activities, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't given it much. And the, and those were kind of like all right. So I haven't I haven't given it much thought. I would. I'm curious about online holiday festivities, though. Maybe an- yeah totally all i'm doing right now is watching hallmark movies have you watched any good ones no i have not in fact i've watched only terrible ones <laughs> like truly bad one and i and i'm not saying that like i enjoy hallmark movies genuinely and some of them are fantastic but the one i the ones i've watched have made like zero sense and i've left feeling like um dissatisfied Wow, okay, so i'll I'll keep looking though, because I love a hallmark movie around the holidays. I don't know are 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 there things as a Hanukkah celebrator that you might participate in online? Oh gosh, i had not I had honestly not thought about this,
1: but I'd love to hear what our listeners are doing,
0: yeah, maybe I like this Andrew Bird concert. one thing that's kind of cool is that that I have found during this pandemic is like that means that's a thing we you and I could participate in from California. Whereas like during the real world, or excuse me, during pre-pandemic times, it would just be in Chicago, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's cool that we can kind of do on stuff online and and do more things. So maybe I'll do the Sandra Bird concert. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? See you there, listener. (laughs) (laughs) See you there. All right. Well, Dory, let's take another break and then we'll come back and talk more about the holidays. Okay, let's do it.
1: All right. We have returned.
0: Oh, we're back, baby.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. Should I take this next one?
0: Dory, take it away.
1: All right. Hi, Kate and Dory. I empathize completely with Dory's frustration around, quote, Christmas privilege. I'm Jewish, too, and it always blows my mind when people can't believe that I don't have a tree, listen to Christmas music, put up lights, etc., I worked with someone once who didn't understand why I was working on Christmas Eve, then proceeded to tell me that if she didn't take me to church, she would go to hell. What? I recognize my enormous privilege in that I'm not made to feel other the rest of the year, but this time of year can be very alienating for those of us who don't celebrate Christmas.
0: Yes, I hear you. Yeah. Us Christmas celebrators got to check our privilege big time. (laughs) Seriously, I, I know this. This kind of like the 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 people who speak in disbelief about um, this stuff kind of blow my mind. But I, you know, but again, I'm the one who exhibited Christmas privilege on this podcast. Well, Kate, I appreciate you checking your Christmas privilege. I'm working on it. It's still it's still there, though. Um, shall I read this email, Dory? Yes, please. Okay. A listener writes to us. Oh my gosh, you guys. I've listened to your to the podcast since the very beginning and just had my first pause the pod moment listening to this week's mini episode at 156. When Kate started talking about the Boston radio song parody, I responded out loud at the exact same time as Dory. No, Kate, we're Jewish. It actually freaked my husband out to overhear. This is not meant to gang up on Kate because that was a totally innocent question. And in fact, most Christmas classics were written by Jews and I therefore consider them Jewish songs. But it was just so refreshing to hear you guys talk about this. I always get grumpy and... This time of year, for exactly the reason Dory pinpointed, the expectations that we non-Christians will just magically know all the things. Here's where I have to share an anecdote. Five years ago, my husband and I were sharing our first holidays together in our new home. He is a musician and was away on tour in the weeks leading up to Christmas. I decided to surprise him by getting a tree set up. Well, it turns out I had a lot to learn like how apparently you need a stand for the tree. No matter how many books you strategically place around it, it will not stand up on its own. Also, it's not enough to buy ornaments. You need little wires to hang the ornaments. Last but certainly not least, apparently Christmas trees are supposed to be watered even when they're out of the ground. So cut to a nice brown and brittle tree and me trying to saw the top off with a bread knife to fit in our living room and you get the picture. Thanks so much for letting me in on the rant you truly keep me sane these days. Hanukkah, Samaic and Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally relate to this. I remember the first year that Matt and I had a Christmas tree together. I was flabbergasted by all of the various accoutrements that accompanied the Christmas tree.
0: <laughs> I do love this idea of like, yeah, like, why would you know that it goes in a stand? And that's like a thing that people buy yeah or that like have a skirt
1: totally i mean i don't know it's just there's just so much or the the even the wire hooks for the ornaments i didn't know about those Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. well (sighs) i love this thank you listener thank you so much listener we have um one more voicemail on this
2: topic. Hi, Cat and door, I was just listening to your episode about candles, and I loved the what sounded like an impromptu conversation between you. What was about um, you know Kate kind of assuming that everyone understands Christmas things, and Dory clearly stating she does not. Um, I love this because I'm also Jewish, and to be honest, I hate Christmas. Um, And I am also now married to a guy who loves Christmas. Um, He was not raised Jewish. So um, I would love it if you all could do an episode or a segment or a listener question piece about self-care for non-Christians during the Christmas holiday season. Um, For me, it's usually the month of December that is the worst with all the songs on the radio and decorations everywhere and, like, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I feel like this year might be different because of quarantine and just not going out um, and not seeing people. (laughs) So maybe it'll be better, actually, I mean, in the midst of the pandemic, but... Um, I would love to hear how other non-Christians cope during this time of year. Thank you so much. I love the pod.
1: Oh, well, thank you, listener.
0: Great question.
1: Great question. I feel like until I like you listener what you know i'm am, am married to someone not jewish who does celebrate christmas now so i'm i i participate more in christmas culture than i used to but i feel like in the past i i honestly tuned it out yeah. Interesting. i mean like literally like i didn't listen to the radio of christmas songs so i didn't I didn't ever hear the Christmas song that Kate was referring to in that that episode where we started talking about this. Like I know. And I feel like it is hard to do that because it does, it can feel like it is everywhere. But I think to the extent that you can, it's just like try to just assign it a neutral value. Like I think even for me saying that like I hated Christmas was like it was taking up too much real estate in my brain. Mm. I wanted to just get to a place of Christmas neutrality, Christmas indifference, if you will.
0: I do. I will. Okay.
1: And I think I had like pretty much gotten there. And I will say that like being married to Matt and seeing how he loves Christmas and like what his Christmas traditions are, it has given me a greater appreciation for Christmas because I think, I do think when you don't celebrate Christmas and you only see the external trappings of Christmas, like all of the consumerism and all of the decorations and the holiday music. And it's just so overwhelming that there is like a true spirit of Christmas that you miss. And I feel like I'm finally starting to understand that.
0: So I I, I would love to hear how people kind of get through this month of being inundated specifically by Christmas and all that comes along with it. I mean like family and like there's just so much shit that we get kind of bombarded with. And it's been really interesting kind of discussing how the experience of not like, you know, not participating, whether religious reasons or, you know, for whatever, how it, how it still is, um, can feel really shitty, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would love to hear how, how people get through the month when they don't, Practice Christmas, celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I'd love to hear it too. Yeah, great question. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this conversation, Dory, and listeners.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Kate. (sighs) Thank you for being such a such a good sport and being open minded about it. I appreciate it.
0: I mean. It's, you know, it's always embarrassing when you have, when you get smacked in the face with your own privilege, but it's a good experience. I like it because it reminds, it really does remind you of the blinders that you have on. Yeah, sure. So, and I, I have them on. So, um, I appreciate it. Yeah. And also, you know, shout out to everyone who wrote in about that stupid song because (laughs) because apparently it's also (laughs) burned in many people's brains. Uh. Anyway, Dory, let's end This episode, not with an activity or a word, but with a long distance dedication. Let's do it. Okay. This listener writes that they are reaching out from the great state of Minnesota. This is my first time ever writing into a pod. I am so excited and nervous to do this, but it is for a great reason. My sister-in-law, Katrina, turns 40 on December 7th, day this episode comes out, and deserves a birthday shout out. Katrina is the best sister-in-law. We have been family now for almost 20 years, and I could not imagine life without her. I grew up having the best brother, but never a sister. Katrina has always felt like a sister to me, but also my best friend. She has helped me shape who I am as a person, and I will forever be grateful to her for that. She deserves the best on this birthday, and I hate that we can't celebrate together. Katrina, if you are listening, which I hope you are, as I know you enjoy the Forever 35 pod... Cheers to you. I am drinking a glass of Sauvignon Blanc in your honor. Love you, Katrina. Big air hugs to you for now. And I hope you enjoy your day. Oh Happy 40th. Yeah, happy 40th. That's Welcome so... to the 40s. It's great up here. You know what? It's not bad. No, I like the weather. Yeah. All right. Well, Dor, we're done
1: here. We are. Another one in the books, as we like to say.
0: Do we say that? I don't know. We do now. We do now. (laughs) You and your mime
1: gloves. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you all soon.
3: Bye. Bye.